Hey friends, welcome to my podcast, Midlife Plot Twists. I'm your host, Lucy Baber. In this podcast, we explore all of the totally unexpected ways life seems to change as we inch closer to midlife. Most of our episodes are geared toward women in their late 30s to early 50s, and we talk about things like relationships and sudden career changes, making space for new life goals, making peace with the past, and coming to terms with all that weird stuff that happens to our bodies as we get older. I hope you'll finish each episode feeling inspired, informed, and empowered. I'm so excited that you've tuned in, and don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of Midlife Plot Twists. So let's get started. Hey everyone, this is Lucy Baber with my podcast, Midlife Plot Twist. And today I am talking to a friend of mine from Facebook, actually. Her name is Janine Cook. Uh, Janine and I have not, we just realized we haven't actually met in real life yet, but we've been in each other's kind of social circles for a few years. And she has been making some amazing moves, particularly in this past year. So I wanted to introduce her to, her to all of you and talk about some of the plot twists that she's been thrown recently. So Janine, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Of course. Thank you for the invite. It's <laughs> awesome. You know, to talk about plot twists, man, my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's like, it, I could not think of a better person when I, uh, <laughs> I mean, really, <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't tell you this ahead of time, but like when I started the podcast, I made like a wish list of names of people I wanted to interview. And you were like one of the first people on the list. So oh, wow. I'm awesome. just, I told you I was going to fangirl tonight. Yeah. I mean, my life is genuinely genuinely like if that was the name of uh if we named it a book it would be called plot twist (laughs) (laughs) so janine why don't you go ahead and start by telling us who you are and what you're all about yeah so i am janine a cook and i think what most people know me for is opening harriet's bookshop in the fishtown section of philadelphia yes Um, harriet's bookshop you know our mission is to celebrate women authors women artists women activists and um for whatever reason, that was quite the surprise for, for people. <laughs> you know, it, it has garnered a, a, a quite a bit of attention, but also some some conflict, right? Some tension. And so, yeah, that's that's what, what I've been up to. Awesome. Now, what were you working on prior to this? Did you have to like leave a job or something to start the book? You know what? It's so funny. Um, I, I've been doing consulting for the last few years. So before the bookshop, I was consulting for and like this like the reason I say it's funny is because my mother's Trinidadian and people are always like oh Caribbean people have all these hustles and all these jobs and I'm always (laughs) like yep it's it's true and so I (laughs) I had a bunch of um I was working for a bunch of companies and so I was working for the American Friends Service Committee designing curriculum and facilitating uh around race colonialism and imperialism and that sent me out to I got sent out to Africa and got sent out to Europe, um, doing that work. And then I was also doing fundraising for the school district of Philadelphia. Um, it was responsible for uh, getting that up and off the ground. And so, or a part of a team that was getting that up and off the ground. And so I was doing very different work at different times. Uh, and then also, you know, just continue to do my, my writing. And that I want to make sure I add to this conversation about plot twists, because I think the two kind of go hand in hand is making the decision about like really getting serious about being a writer and then having a bookshop and then all those things kind of changing in my life as a result. 
That's incredible. Oh my, like I didn't even know half of that. But then as you were talking, I was like, oh, of course she's been advocating for the Philadelphia public schools. Like that's one more reason to love Janine because that's like (laughs) one of the things that I'm like so super passionate about. So thank you for that work. Yeah, Um, I mean, and a lot of it I've done just kind of, I'm, you know, people would not believe it probably, but I am a super behind the scenes person. Like I'm a very, I consider myself to be very shy. So (laughs) You know, I've been doing things just kind of floating and not necessarily having much light on the things that I was doing until most recently. Yeah. And then, so you told me an interesting thing right before we started recording that you never even put out a press release for the bookshop? Never. To this very day, I've not put out a single press release. Um, and that might, to the folks who don't know who I am, and if you were to Google the bookshop, you see that now we've been in, you know, almost, in, we've been shouted out by Oprah. Yes, um, exactly. Like, it's like the, the range is just kind of oh, amazing, right? I mean, we've been in Vogue magazine, Elle magazine. Oh my um, goodness. Google, Google did an advertisement with us, right? And so wow. it's like, yeah, like what? You know, all of these um very interesting things happened all at the same time. So yeah, plot twist. That's incredible. <laughs> I thought I was going to have a very quiet bookshop where I was going to write every day and that that was going to be my my life and no one would ever come in there because who's coming in a bookshop these days? And then mm. that was the exact opposite of what happened. Okay, so let's talk about that, especially because I know that you're not afraid to talk about you know race relations and, and things going on in current events. Mm-hmm. The, like it's it's an exciting time for you with the bookshop getting that notoriety but to my understanding like the reason Oprah shouted you out and like was because they felt Oprah magazine felt the need mm-hmm. to highlight black owned bookstores That's around right. around the country and 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 that was not happening happening in a vacuum that was because of all of the upheaval that's gone on this past year Talk to me about that. Like, how how does that feel yeah. for you? Kind of knowing that, like, so many opportunities have come up out of like such really dark times. And what what does that look like for the bookshop? Yeah, a lot of it, Lucy, is is just obedience. I, I keep I keep using that word, and people are like obedience. But I'm like, <laughs> yeah, because it wasn't that I was like, oh, I want to, you know, I want to be in. Oprah magazine and I want to it was none of that right like Mm. the obedience was really to the to the still small voice inside of me that said you know this is something that needs to happen and now this and then this next right and like I remember you know I was actually in Virginia when it when it hit me and it smacked me right Mm. because I thought this was something I was going to do years from now when I was you know retired or whatever and it was like, no, you're doing this now. And I'm like, now? Like, how? Right? And like, and the, when I say obedience, it's just to listen to that thing internally that's just like, okay, and now do this part. And go over there and call this person. I remember when we were opening, like, think of this, right? All of the, because the coincidences, quote unquote, and synchronicity, quote unquote, is just kind of like unreal. So mm-hmm. we're opening, right? We decide we're going to open on, I decide we're going to open on February 1st. Because I'm like, we're going to celebrate Black History Month. We're yes. called Harriet. So like, we need to come out with that, right? Like, yeah. that's the time. This very same time, Lorene Carey opens her play called My General Tubman about Harriet Tubman, um, wow. like five, 10 minutes away from us at the Arden Theater. Wow. And, I had went to see Lorene um, speak about her book, about something totally different. She had mentioned nothing about this play at this event. And I was like, I want to know that woman. I'm going to know that woman. And I was so like, I'm very shy. I was like, I'm not going up there to get my book signed. I'll see her one day, right? (laughs) 
when I when I find out that she's doing this play, I'm like, okay, let me reach out. Yeah. Do you, not only does she like respond immediately, but has continued to be one of my like aunties ever since. I call I talk to her probably every single day. Oh my since, goodness. Since then. And our like love for Harriet Tubman sits at the center of that. But then all of these other ways in which, you know, she's served as a mentor to me, um, as a writer, as a as an activist. And so it's just kind of interesting just watching it all unfold. Uh, that like gave me goosebumps. It's way bigger than me. It's way bigger than me. I'm just being obedient. Yes. I mean, it's so like the timing is so perfect. And yet like it's, it's I want to say it's like perfectly imperfect, oh you know, goodness, because yeah. it's also like who would ever in a billion years say the timing is perfect for you to open a bookstore in the middle of COVID, COVID. times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, and I think that's what has caught a lot of people off guard was that I only just open six weeks before they shut everything down. Wow. And, I, and I, I remind, like we, I was, they had, we were speaking to a group of um, high school students yesterday. They were so amazing, right? Like asking me super hard questions. Um, <laughs> but I was telling them, I was just like, you know, just think like if we would have waited, if I just would have said, you know, I need, I need one more month, one more month. I'm not oh, ready, right? Gosh, yeah. It would have never happened. Right. right? It would have never happened. I would have, I would have been far too afraid. Right. And, and, and the response that we had in February, hundreds of people came to that. Right. And that was because it was pre-COVID. Right. So we were able to even have an event like that. That couldn't have mm-hmm. ever happened a month later. And so, again, like I, that's why I keep harping on this obedience thing, because it really has been um, about me listening to that to that voice and continuing to right, even even in even in these moments where I'm like, well, what about this or what about that? Um, you know, and just listening. Yes. Absolutely. That's incredible. I mean, it kind of makes me think, I've probably talked about this on the podcast already like a billion times and you're like episode number six or seven. So, uh, but you, have you. Congratulations. Congratulations on adding this plot twist to your life. Thank you. (laughs) Have you read the book Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert? I have. Yeah. That's like a big magic. That's big magic stuff, right? right there. Like It's all like people just kind of like presenting themselves to you like like all of the opportunities just like being on a silver platter for you yeah I mean we wouldn't have been in Oprah but the reason we were is because even though we were shut down what we would do is we would take all of our furniture out of the bookstore all of our books out of the bookstore and build a bookstore on the corner and who builds a bookstore on the corner my crazy ass right and (laughs) And, you know, and I was like, well, I think I got it. You know, I kind of, I got this idea again, obedience. I was like, just take the stuff out. Why can't we just take the stuff outside? People can grab and go. They don't even have to stop. They can shoot us in Venmo. They can shoot us, shoot us a cash app. They don't ever yeah. even have to, you know, and, and what happened was a woman who I never met before, didn't say anything, was a part of this Oprah's book club. I had no idea. You know, I had wow. no idea who she was. And she was like, you know, just blown away by the fact that the things that we had everything outside and she was able to still get books. Um, and it was just like, I was like, yeah, see, it's those kind of moments uh, that happen so often. And I'm, I, I, the only thing I could do is just be grateful and just keep listening. Um, like there's something now telling me, you know, you got to go down to Mississippi. And I'm like, I don't want to go to Mississippi. I've never been to Mississippi. I don't know anything <laughs> about Mississippi. And I've been telling, you know, the people close to me this for like the last few, you know, weeks. I'm like, this Mississippi thing is just like at coming at me. Oh my goodness. And then, you know, Ida B. Wells is from Mississippi. And I was like, you know, I might need to open an Ida's in Mississippi. And I'm like, oh, oh. 
anything about this, right? And so it's again very uncomfortable, and we're in, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> um, I'm saying, like that doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, so it's a back and forth kind of dialogue, honestly. And then I say to myself, you know, well, Mississippi, they say, has the lowest literacy levels in the country. And then oh, I say no. to myself, then that's why you need to be there. And it's just like a back and forth, back and forth dialogue about about these thoughts, about these these that that voice, that still small voice. Absolutely. Now, have you? I feel like I can answer this for myself, but I'm going to let you answer. (laughs) Have you always been a very intuitive person like that? Like to just follow what your gut says? I think it's so funny. I think kind of, I think um, (laughs) sometimes (laughs) I've I've gotten enough lessons from not listening Mm. Um, where it's just like, yeah, I, I felt that I like, I was very clear and then I still did the opposite. And then I had to, kind of um, reap the rewards of that and so I think that um the older I've gotten the more I've been able to trust my gut and I still struggle with it it's not like I get it 100% because you know we have our biases and we have our um you know our prejudices and we have our wants but I've I've gotten stronger for sure yeah and who's in your squad right now like do you feel like you've got a pretty solid community of people who like say oh yes we know Janine if she says she's going to Mississippi, we're not going to stand in her way. Like, is that a part of, is that a part of it? You know, it's, it's funny. So, um, yeah, I guess like, so there are people who like, I was with, um, Bosh Ty Dubois, who I don't know if you know her, but she runs the Colored Girls Museum up okay. in Germantown. Amazing, amazing human being who constantly just surprises with me surprises me with all that she offered mm-hmm. and I was saying this to her the other day like yeah I don't know this Mississippi thing is just kind of like taking my taking my thoughts over and she was just like you what are you talking about you know <laughs> she was like you, you, you what do you say I was like she was like well give us a give us a little while you know and then then you make your Mississippi chance right make your Mississippi run let me know before you run down there because I don't know when it's gonna you know the crazy what was really wild for me was like I was like Biloxi 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 I'm talking about this and this is kind of how it happens for me I don't know if that's how it is for other people I don't know was it like that for you when you were starting the photography project the hundred dads like were you thinking about it a lot and like kind of going over it I mean, yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. And I'll, I'll kind of, I'll <laughs> kind of like quickly fill people in. Like she's, uh, Janine's talking about my 100 Black Dads uh, oh. photo project, but yeah, it, it, I'm, it's giving me goosebumps hearing you talk about this stuff because mm-hmm. I, that's my personality type is like the still small voice starts real yep. quiet and I'm like, yep. oh, what's that? And then it like yep. gets a little louder and a little yep. louder until like literally <laughs> everyone yep. around me is like, do the thing. You know yeah, you're going like, to do the thing. <laughs> Stop it. It go. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you understand. And I start to ruminate. And so I'm saying all this and then a huge hurricane hits Biloxi. And then I'm mm. like, what? what is this? And, right, and so that has been this year for me. Right. Yeah. It's been like, okay, I'm going to do the thing. And then, it, and then I get punched in the stomach with a thing. Right. And I'm just like, am I, did I not do the thing that I was supposed to do? Right. So that, I thought that from a minute, like when, when they first told us we needed to close the bookshop down, I was just like, so what, what, why would I open a bookshop for six weeks? Like, what would be the point of that? Right. Yes. Like, what was the, why would I have such a strong urge and urgency to do this thing and then it be shut down in that way. But that was me kind of being really premature because there was a lot more to unfold 
from that moment. I mean, that's really like, that's the good stuff of what we're talking about here. Like the plot twist happens and you're like, oh no, what is this thing? And then you realize, oh, it's going to open up this entire other, not only just door, but like whole household of my life that I didn't even know. And it was not, like I've said before, it's way bigger than me, right? Like I just happened to be um, standing there and like, but like people, we were talking about opening a bookshop that celebrated women artists, women authors, women activists, when that was not a cool thing to be, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like who was, right? Like pre-George Floyd, there was not a very large social conversation about supporting our activists and making sure they have the things that we need. And so it's just kind of an interesting thing. It was just like, no, this it's bigger than you in that there are a lot of people who need what it is that, that you're bringing and that you're offering up. Oh, my dog just ran in here. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I had a, I have a puppy. You have a puppy? I have a puppy that I delivered. <laughs> oh. You talking about, now you talking about, with the real plot twist is that this year I delivered two sets of Shih Tzus. <laughs> so oh my six, goodness. Yeah, I go to my friend's house. I looked at his dog. I was like, your dog's in labor. He's like, like, no, it's not. They said we have like, you know, we still have days to go. I was like, no, you don't. <laughs> and I ended up being there. Um, and it happened twice. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, twice. So this puppy, I told them, like, this is all of this, right? I'm only saying this to you because it adds so much flavor, right? Then <laughs> I go in there. I tell them, okay, they're like, oh, the, the ultrasound said five puppies. I said, ah, I feel sick. They said, no, there's five. I said, okay, boom, boom, boom. We deliver, we go all night delivering puppies, which I've never done before. <laughs> delivering puppies all night long. The fifth one comes out. Everybody's like, all right, good. We're good to go. They call the vet. The vet says she's, she's done. And then a sixth puppy pops out of her when everybody's like cleaning up. Like so, there, there's literally a movie about this. What? You, what? <laughs> that's crazy. And, my, and I said, if there was a sixth puppy, that's my puppy. And so I have oh. a puppy. <laughs> oh my gosh like I don't think your life could get more filled with metaphors right now oh my goodness <laughs> like oh what my goodness. oh my goodness <laughs> that's incredible what did you name the puppy Huey Huey yep Huey. is that is that after somebody or is that like kids got to pick or how'd you pick Huey and he was um I, I don't know I just called him I just seen him and I was like oh that's Hugh, <laughs> and that, and Hugh. <laughs> everybody agreed <laughs> that's awesome that is awesome well yeah that is a huge plot twist I mean I have a feeling that like the people listening to this literally I could just do an episode about people getting dogs in quarantine and we would have a whole party about like yeah that's the, I mean and I'm like I don't that's not even my world like people who know me know me like what you did what I was like yeah I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know <laughs> I can't explain it half the time I can't call the child I just I'm going with it you know <laughs> I mean it's just so all of it it's just like whoa this is really strange okay that's, let's go that's with it, awesome you know? So, so how, how has the bookshop been the past couple months? I know that you've had some, some not so pleasant stuff going on, uh, but let's tell me the good stuff first and then we'll dive yeah. into like the, the struggles. Yeah. Like life, it's been up and down the, you know, we started what I felt like was a bang and that was exciting. We had sold out the collection before we opened because, wow. you know, we had books in there and I used to be sitting in there thinking I'm going to be this writer and um people would be knocking at the window like you know (laughs) like can I just get this one book I'm like we're not open yet you know 
And then one of my friends was like, I don't understand why you don't just sell the people the book if they want it. You know, like they're coming to the window all the time, like just give them whatever they're asking for. I was like, yeah, good idea, right? Like, I don't know why, <laughs> you know, I was so, you know, committed to February 1st or whatever, but yeah, we sold it out. Um, wow. And then major dip, right? Because everything closes and the world is shut down and everybody's afraid and I'm afraid and I don't, you know, like, I started sending books back, right? I would, there was, you know, I was shipping books back to the publishers, like, you know, this is probably the end of this road. Um, oh, wow. Um, there's no point in me having these books just sitting in here. Maybe I can recruit some of this, in, this investment. And then, you know, after George Floyd's murder, mm-hmm. yeah, that people, there was a real sense of urgency around getting educated about issues of race, class, uh, less class, but race for sure um, in this country. And so, yeah, we just happened to be standing in the right place at the right time. And I had to go back and get all those books that I sent back, (laughs) start over. And it's a funny, the thing was a lot of the books that we opened with that weren't super popular books became like these hugely popular books during that time to the point where, you know, we recognized that publishers weren't even printing these types of books um, at the magnitude that they needed to have been. Wow. Uh, and so this happened. So that's why there was this like immediate shut, you know, standstill because, you know, these books weren't being printed in, in, in um, abundance until after that happened. And so then that happened and then, you know, then another, kind of like lull starts and which is you know the the name the nature of the of the world when you have business and then we get this horrendous email horrendous what I say it's it, it offered like what the worst that humanity can give mm. and so just like things that you know and mind you I'm sitting there with I run the bookshop with three high school students so we're sitting there I open this email and they're like whoa right like this like children children yeah. read this email and are like what and I'm like I do not know I mean because you know it was considered a terroristic threat like the number of threats that were embedded in it and I'm like I don't know what to do with this right because it's like now I have these children to keep safe um myself to, you know like I, what, are, what are we supposed to do here and then everybody's like you know call the police call the police and I'm like come on y'all I've been doing this work long enough to know that that's not the, the right next move right yeah yeah you know I'm like you know then so people are like you know call the FBI I'm like come on right like these these relationships have not been rectified right yeah. so the things that were being done are, are consistently being done Right, like at this time, Breonna Taylor's murderer hadn't even been, you know, indicted, right? Like right. there was nothing, nothing had happened and still hasn't happened, right? For real, for real. And so mm. at that point, it was just like, how do you, how do I look calling the police and this just happened, right? Like these are the same people. Are they advocating on her behalf? Are they saying that, you know, they're willing to give up their badges for, as, as, a, as a stand of um, solidarity with what happened? No, right? Like these people are saying, no, that, that, that nothing happened wrong. And so right. I'm like, no, I can't call them. And so that leaves you in a very precarious situation, right? Where the people who are supposed to be able to defend you, quote unquote, aren't the ones, right? And right. now, and then what? Um, so, hold on a second. So walk me, walk. I I watched the story of the email kind of unfold on social media, but for anybody who doesn't know, like 
tell me where, like, where did this email come from? Like, what was, yeah. what was the so context? What, what ended up happening is that there were actually several Black-owned businesses, specifically Black-owned businesses in Philadelphia that received um, similar emails with threats of rape, threats of, you know, stalking. I'm going to stalk you. I'm going to kill you. You know, you all do not deserve whatever. I'm going to stalk your, I'm, you know, stalk your employees. And like, it was just like the worst of what I could, you know, worst so- of what it was just like throwing threats out there was there like some kind of ask like were they asking for something or like an ultimatum or there was no ultimatum it was like a it was just threat and what how like what was the i mean you don't need to say the actual person's email address here but like who was the person do you did you ever figure out like who that person is or how did you to this day they haven't figured out who that was um but you know there was just no way to trace it once i seen the election results i was like is there like some like you know issue here between these groups of people that i don't i'm not really aware of you know so like i was like this is really it was very very strange um yeah and and i mean just for anyone who's not in the philadelphia area like for context i don't correct me if i'm wrong i don't remember if your actual bookshop has been physically harmed but i do know just near me like the uncle bobby's has been actually like we can't keep the glass in the windows because they keep breaking it so it's now i believe that uncle bobby's has been i I would say assaulted yeah exactly and so like like a threat like that is not to be taken lightly it's like right and that's what i said you know because some people were like oh well i took it as a joke and i was just like shit you could you could have that right like that's not funny to me um and so and then I think also having opened it in front of the children, it was right. like, you know, there's no way for me to, to, you know, take this as a joke and say to them, ha, ha, ha. You know, like, no, right? I have parents who are looking at me like, I give you my children, like, you, yeah. you, you better be keeping them safe. And then, you know, it just introduced all these things that we hadn't been thinking about. Like, what is our escape strategy? And that's, wow. and it's, you know, it's awful. It's terrible. It's, you know, all those things, right, that, that we have to even think about that or, um talk about that but that's the reality of this world and that is the real that's the real deal and I'm glad that you know we were like okay now let's get real serious about it what it it means if this happens or if that happens because we hadn't been doing that before like never in a million years would I think to myself I'm going to open a bookstore and therefore I need to have like an anti-terrorist plan Oh my goodness, right? right? Like, like, like a whole like strategy on how do we get out of this building if, you know, people run up in here, like in a group or if they run up in here as an individual or if, you know, like what is the, what's the code word? Like, right. like that's a, I mean, in a, in a very, very five, like very small bookstore. Um, yeah. And so, and that's like the times and then less like, I don't know, it's, it's, it, it's, it, it's, I think it's important for people to recognize just like that things aren't hunky-dory sometimes. Like I think that sometimes mm. people get very comfortable in, in that belief. And I'm just like, child, no, um, <laughs> no, no. Um, and so, yeah, that, that happened. And then we decided to do what we called a sisterhood sit-in. Yes. Please tell me. I loved the pictures yeah. from this. Oh my goodness. Now, and so this happens in like, Again, like one of those unbelievable stories. We were planning on doing this outdoor um, sisterhood sit-in. And then we get, that's the same time that that hurricane was coming. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh no. And so we get all this rain in Philadelphia and 
again, back to that still small voice, I keep trying to listen to it. And it, I'm like, do I cancel? Do I push this back? I had already pushed it back once um, because they were like, oh, your permits and all of the you know, bureaucratic crap. And I was just like, this is just not right, right? Like, mm-hmm. it just feels like something's trying to stop me. Mm-hmm. And we, I, I just got that, did that thing, that quiet thing. And it was just like, go around the corner, talk to these, you know? And I was like, okay, this is strange. So I talked to this group that had like this 10,000 square foot um, factory. Mm-hmm. And they were like, sure, like, yes. Like immediately, before I could even get it out of my mouth, they were like, yeah, I was just like, but the event is in two days. They were like, yeah, that's fine. And I, was like, <laughs> I was just like, I was like, I don't know how many people, I, I don't know. I had no idea how many people were going to come. They were like, okay, that's good. I was, like, <laughs> were like, I, was like, I was like, and I need sound. They were like, oh, we have sound. I was like, and I need, you know, like it was just like everything was just yes yes and then, and I, I called my sister who did the sisterhood sitting with me and was just like you will not believe this because every day I feel like I got it you will not believe this story <laughs> <laughs> I was like yo you're not gonna believe this but this group saying they could like everything's a go everything's a go and I was just like so let's do it and I said you know I want a bunch of I want everyone to have an umbrella I was like I want a hundred umbrellas if we can get them and we, we continued. We did the event, which was really based in dialogue. And it was funny because no one was allowed to speak. Um, <laughs> and then we did an umbrella procession in the rain. And it was, it was quite amazing. That's incredible. So tell me, for anybody who didn't see the photos and doesn't know about the Sisterhood sit-in, tell me, like, what did that look like what I, I mean when I say look like I mean I know that there were outfits involved it's so hard to describe because people were like you did what <laughs> you were dressed in 1800s clothing and then you know you got lifted <laughs> into the sky and you flew across, across the room <laughs> I can't so hard to describe what it was it was really really um one of those things that's just hard to describe I'm so sorry I wish I could like well, if you well, hear this and you're interested, go look at the pictures. You're going to be like, what was this? Yes. So, um, but you said like people weren't able to speak was like, what, what tell me yeah. about that part at least. Like, what was that? Yeah. So um, for a few reasons, right. So we're in this huge factory, but we still have to make sure that we're very, very COVID compliant. Right. Mm-hmm. So everyone had their mask on and we're not to remove them. They were to keep them on the mm-hmm. entire time. And so what do you do in a society where you're masked like yeah. you are? Um, and what do you lose in a society where you're masked? Well, one of the things that you lose is the ability to connect with people using words. But, you know, one thing that's really interesting about myself and my sisters is that we were raised with a mother who could not see, right? And so we were always in a position where we, where we understood what it meant to lack a sense and how do you not have one, one of your senses and then use one of your other senses to take its place. And so people were required to really have deep dialogue, but interpersonally and, you know, using methods that don't require you to talk. So you could write things down, you could do eye contact, you could do, you know, like there were other ways that you could communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the, at the heart of all of this, everyone is watching uh, what we call a juxtapose where two people are in the center of a circle um, and they are posed with a, a specific question and they are what we call, they were what we call the voices of the future and they were allowed to speak. Um, mm-hmm. And all of this was based, like all of it was drawn from um, this book called Cast by Isabel Wilkerson, 
who, again, you want another magic moment, big magic moment. Tell me, I'm oh, ready. Right, because no one believes me, all the things that I've been saying. They be like, yeah, right, Daniel, come on. And I'm like, we post, um, we do a TikTok video. The kids keep telling me we need to do TikTok. I'm like, this is stupid. They're like, no, 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 we gotta do it. <laughs> They're like, no, 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 we gotta do it. I'm like, oh, whatever. So they do this TikTok video. The TikTok video goes viral, of course, <laughs> and has the book in it because it was like, that was, you know, what I told them I needed. I was like, well, it needs to connect back to the book, right? And so yep. it had the book in it. Word gets to Isabel Wilkerson. <laughs> of course, of course, because that's the that, thing that happens all oh the time, goodness, right? Right, like the, the New York Times bestselling Isabel Wilkerson, if people don't know who she is, please go look her up. She yes. is like this level, right? Um, <laughs> and again, this is Oprah's book club book um, at the time. And it was just like, you know, so we post this thing, it goes viral. I'm in Target and my phone dies and I'm just like, I don't feel comfortable. I need to go to the car. And I left my sister in Target. Like, I gotta go, I gotta go. I get, as soon as I plug my phone and it turns on, it's Isabel Wilkerson's people saying, Isabel Wilkerson just said that she's going to come to your bookshop. You can't tell anybody. And she's going to sign all the copies of that book that you're giving away. I gave away 50 copies of the book for free. And so and she wants to sign every copy. And she said, those will be the only signed copies that exists because everyone's quarantined. And she was just so moved by the idea that you all have of the sit-in and that these children did this TikTok video. And now, yeah, and then the and then Elizabeth Isabel Wilkerson came to the bookshop and did that. Um, like, and met the kids and like oh my really gosh. Yeah. Okay. So like I have to, I don't let me <laughs> right? let me like, just like I, I put it into words. It's hard for me because I'm just like I know this sounds crazy when I'm explaining it to people. <laughs> like I know because I'm living it. <laughs> that is, I have okay. I have not <laughs> cried while interviewing somebody on this podcast oh yet, goodness. and we've like done some heavy hitting issues or things already. <laughs> and I'm like, you're talking about like a beloved author, and I'm like, tears yeah. streaming down my face. Like yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> That's it's incredible. It's so next level. That um, really is. I mean, I just couldn't, you know, it was just like, how do you wrap your mind around this? Like, I'm yeah. just like, I, I, well, I, I, you know, like, you know, they're like, so they're like, oh, is this okay with you? I'm like, is it okay with me? Like, is it okay um, if Elizabeth Isabel Wilkerson just stops by the store? Like, you <laughs> like and signs the only copy, you know, it's just like, what? Um, That's incredible. It was incredible. It was incredible. Wow. It was an incredible experience. Everyone there got a free copy of that book, um, a signed copy. And I reminded folks, like, keep this in the family, pass this down, like, make this one of those, those things, you know, folks got homework when they left the event. So That's homework cool. happened. Um, and yeah, and, and, and it was, you know, what we could do at this moment, what we could offer to the moment. Um, yeah. But like, okay, I'm not going to harp on this, but <laughs> you know, there are no other bookstores getting Isabel Wilkerson's people calling them to say, let me come to your little shop. <laughs> like people have to like, there are whole employees dedicated to like, yeah, they're, they're like, 
all like a whole staff dedicated to like marketing bookstores and you're just like getting the people to you that's incredible i mean and then what's out is so her and i are talking i forget she's a journalist right and so i'm just like blah, 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 blah. you know I have, you know and i'm I, like i have this question i have that question and what about, what about this and what were you thinking when you said that and i feel like this you know going in and so when she posts it on Instagram, she has literally quoted me. Yes. <laughs> saying, like, you know, all these things that I've been saying to her, like, you know, I, I think this book is the book that we could use to like totally break this thing. And you da 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 da. I was like, you know, you're you're a modern day Malcolm X. I mean, I, I was just talking all my best. All this, like, just I just get out there and start, you know, yammering. And that's partially my nerves, right? I'm yep. just nervous. <laughs> Um, but apparently but, your nerves do good things because it got quoted. Man. <laughs> man. And so even that was incredible, right? Like I'm like, Isabel Wilkerson put us on her Instagram. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and it was just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. All right. So you've given me like so many incredible <laughs> moments from the past year. What was the most, the, like the biggest surprise? <laughs> I oh don't even goodness. know if that's a fair question, but like, right? Oh, I'm like, I'm like, what could follow Isabel? Well, <laughs> I mean, like the the surprises are just like, I don't know. I really can't. What else? <laughs> Was there any part that felt mundane to you? Is what? No, I like really that's ask. what I'm like. What's not like? Oh my goodness, right? Like I feel like I've been on the the the, the largest roller coaster. <laughs> I, I can't think of anything that like so many things happen that is like where did that come from where did that come from you know Sonia Sanchez called us this was oh this was a good one <laughs> okay before we opened right and said she just wanted to like give me a blessing <laughs> I was just like huh <laughs> yes who, who is this <laughs> um and yeah it was just like what are you saying you know, and so I have a lot of those where I'm just like, nah, nah, uh, <laughs> what? Okay. And then, like, you got to get your blessing from Sonia Sanchez, of course. You can't, like, deny <laughs> it. Um, and then, you know, so that was a huge surprise. Like, that was right at the beginning. That's what, That was, like, one of those, like, okay, you're, you're walking the right path kind of moments. Because it was just like, wow. really? And then before shutdown, I went to see her speak. And, you know, at the end, we were all, like, getting our books signed or whatever. And she was just like, yeah, the bookshop, right? And I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, she was like, I'm coming. Like, we're going to, she was like, you know, she said, you know, talk to that person. We're going to figure out how to get, you know, get us over there and make sure you're good. And I'm just like, uh-huh. You know, like, are you talking about fangirl? Like, I, I am, wow. a, you know, I saw, like, uh, you know, like, <laughs> not my tongue all like, uh, I can't think and talk at the same time. Like, just like, so all the Sonia Sanchez moments have been pretty like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, this was before new- you even did the thing. This is before, way before. <laughs> before. Like what? That's incredible. Like yeah, this was the the opening, the opening day. She wow. did that, and wow. then you know we I reached out to her again because we have a new shirt coming out that says um, Sonia Yolanda Ursula Trapita, and it's kind of a uh-huh. uh, a twist on a shirt we already have out that mm-hmm. with the Zora Octavia Alice um, Tony, and so I was just like, yo, we got a hyper local. I I have a hyper local idea would you be open to us doing this? And all four of them were like, oh, we love it. We love it. And I was just like, you know, like, you know, just 
you know, crying and stuff because I'm like, I can't believe, like, who the freak, you know? And, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's just like, and where did the stupid idea come from? Like, it was so random. I was like, oh, but what if, you know? And then for all of them to give their blessings and allow us to do it, it's like major, major, you know? Oh, man. I mean, I know that I need to get my hands on these shirts, first yeah. of all. I mean, people are like, can I get a pre-order on that? I was like, how do everyone, how does people know about this shirt? <laughs> I mean, how do people pe- know? It sounds like maybe like people have access to your mind and they're like preemptively <laughs> like you know what I think because like like this I talk and then I'm like you know blah, 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 I'm thinking about this thing and then, blah, 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 you know look at this design I did blah, 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 you know and then you know it's like what do you do what who who's on the shirt and I was just like <laughs> yeah you know that, that. and then I was doing this and and I'm like, and then they, and the, then they all said yes. And then I was like, you know, and then we're going to give a portion of the proceeds to the color bureau's museum. And like, yes. everybody was just like, yeah, that, right. Like we're doing that thing that we're talking about. Like I keep yeah. telling you, I was like, you know, sisterhood is more than a notion, right? Like mm. you have to actually do the things that make sisterhood a reality. And this is one of them, right? Cause we, it's all types of beautiful sisterhood happening. Um, and, and it, it's, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, Sonia Sanchez. Anything with Sonia Sanchez is a huge surprise for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's ah, oh, I have not gotten so many goosebumps in this long, this long time. Because <laughs> it's kind of surreal. It's yeah. kind of surreal. Kind yeah. of, kind of. Yeah. A lot of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, it's bigger than me. I mean, and I think you know, Harry got her name and imprint all over this design, so I oh. see her. <laughs> I see. I see how she does. That's amazing. Okay. So I have to like fellow book lover to book lover. I have mm-hmm. to ask um, two questions. One, mm-hmm. what are you reading? And two, what are you excited about that's coming out soon? What? Mm, okay. I am reading. Um, so I was on a jazz adjustment ward binge. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I finished thing I'm buried and I started um salvage the bones and again back to mississippi yeah yeah you're really in the throes of like lighthearted reading too how are you feeling right now oh my goodness i mean and then i'm like not only am i like i was like is this like my mississippi like research project like what is happening because i get into the middle of these books you know you get in them you're in mississippi right i'm like this how i'm getting my you know access to understanding and then i'm like oh and then i didn't even know she was still in mississippi so then i was like here we go again mississippi's everywhere yeah, <laughs> yeah. so yeah right there with salvage the bone and then what am i excited about so there is um a book coming out called ida be the queen and i like i'm telling you ida 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 is calling me <laughs> you know there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot of ida stuff happening in my my in my peripheral and so I was like okay that's I'm super excited about that because I think that it's going to be grand to have her name um and her work center stage and then you know they just gave her this posthumous um Pulitzer and like so all of those things I'm like yeah these are like little clues to me that's like okay that that's the next next direction right and just thinking about the work that she did around anti-lynching and how that connects with the work around police reform or eradication yeah. depending on what community you're in and so you know mm-hmm. I just think I'm like okay yes the I continue to believe that they're giving me like little um you know like Hansel and Gretel like little breadcrumbs and I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to follow the path yeah but hopefully your your path ends better than Hansel and Gretel <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just talking about the breadcrumbs. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, I have to ask, too, because I, I was reminded when we 
got um, connected in the beginning of this before we started recording. So Janine and I uh, initially connected through mutual friends um, because of the Black Dads Project, but also because Janine was doing some incredible work around like hyper-local Philly work around a group called Philly Children's March. Yes. It was (laughs) such a beautiful project. I I don't know what you like group, just like community effort to get our kids involved and informed around social justice issues and, you know, in an age appropriate way. Um, So I want to hear you talk about that just a tiny bit, but also like, I I have to say how funny that is that I am the only mom that's not from um, that Germantown area that's (laughs) in the group, right? Like it was really supposed to be specifically about that neighborhood. And so it was, I just, I came along with Nia who has been a friend of mine for many, many years. And she was like, I think you need to be in here. And so I'm like, okay, you know, whatever you tell me to do, I'm gonna do. And <laughs> then um, I get there and I'm me, you know? And so I do the me things that I do. And so I got to bring Philly Children's Movement, I think out of just Germantown one. Mm-hmm. And um, also we started going into schools and we did stuff, we led marches with preschoolers. I'm like, this like work that's, forever um gonna be on my heart right like leading a march with preschoolers and having them tell us what they want said and how they want it to go and then seeing them lead that and get their other classes involved like that is you know you you, (laughs) I mean I don't know you don't get that very much and so being able to be a part of that and watch that work is is you know incredibly rewarding And, and and then being in sisterhood right like Jen has done things for me that, um, who's one of the people who runs it, who like, I, I was like, Jen, you know, you did amazing things on my behalf and I've never heard it come back. You know, I didn't have, there was a time she came to my house and I didn't have a, a mattress and uh-huh. I used to sleep on the floor. And I don't, you know, I'll say this now, this, these are things that I'm like deeply embarrassed about. And mm-hmm. she came over and did not mention it, like did not mention it. Just like a mattress was there. And she's just wow. that kind of person. Like, and if I never said this today, no one would know because she never like would make a deal, a big deal about it. But I'm like, that part of the work goes un- unnoticed and unsaid. And it's it's the essential underpinning though, is like the genuine sisterhood, the genuine community, the genuine, like, you know, figuring out how you can um, stand for someone and with someone in some of their hard times. And that group, has done that for me that's amazing I mean I feel like even without knowing like that little piece that that there was such a strong bond between the organizers yeah um, that energy flows out of the work you know you can't hide that and I think I think that that's just as important you know talking from a parent's perspective for our kids to see that like a group of women can can come together and and do these incredible things and mm-hmm. and that energy just flowed i mean like yeah. i was i mean and to do the work we had to bring our children together like we had to be yes. the work to do the work um yes. and things would come up right like there was a lot there were things that would come up out of that right mm-hmm. that wasn't easy work no um, but that doesn't mean that it wasn't necessary work yeah yeah, I know so many, I mean, living in Northwest Philly, so many of my close friends really valued that resource that, as a as a group to be able to take our kids to family-friendly marches. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, on on uh, Martin Luther King Day, there was always the, the activities at the local Woodmere Museum. Um, 
I, I, I feel like we're so blessed in this community right here. I know so many of my friends don't have resources like that on a local level to be able mm-hmm. to start those conversations with their, their kids. So mm-hmm. thank you yeah. for that. And that was, that's, yeah. that's oh huge. my gosh. Like I just, I was blessed by being in that group and I, I mean, and continue to be right. Like I still, I did stuff with Jen this year, you know, like I, you know, Roberta mm-hmm. comes through and does her, you know, like we're still a sisterhood. And I yes. think that, that, that speaks values. That's amazing. So speaking of parenting and kids, uh, <laughs> do you have books that you love as far as like helping our kids start to be exposed from a young age to empowered women, authors, women activists, mm-hmm. um, social justice issues? Like what, what's uh, on your heart as far as what you want to share with that? Uh, so the book that I've been really reeling about, which is like, what are you talking is a book called Another. Um, and what I like about another is it, there are no words in this book. And so it's like, Janine, what are you talking about? But I'm <laughs> always telling it's so many beautiful images. And then I tell families, like, this is one of those books where you all can write your own book based on this book, right? Where every time you open it, you can tell a new story, you can write that story down. And by the, you know, by the end of a few months, you've got a whole lot of content and you've got a whole lot of stories that you and your child have made up a lot you know I was did I did an event with Treehouse Books the other day and they were asking me like what do I think is the future children's literature especially black children's literature and I said it's like letting the, the children write the books right like uh-huh. letting them let, letting them be the authors and the illustrators and all of that and just kind of us backing up and letting go a little bit and letting them really teach us and lead us in that way and I, I think that you know maybe to some people it's counterintuitive but that's what I, that's what I see that's awesome now another who's the author for that or the illustrator if there's not an author Christian Robinson awesome awesome yeah. yeah we'll make sure that we link to that okay so at the end of every podcast episode because we are talking about like not only plot twists but also like this whole idea around like midlife and getting a little bit older um I ask everybody the same question which is if you could go back what do you go tell your younger self this one gives me um (laughs) it does because it's like I get a real um I think younger Janine was very insecure and wanted to be loved and felt like she had to do the most to get that from people mm-hmm. and I would love for her to realize that you know that's not necessarily the case and that you can be loved just for being you know you and just being um and that you know you don't have to hurt to get that um and you don't have to like be full of sacrifice to get that um, and so that, that's something that I, I, I would hope that she would have gotten earlier. Absolutely. Now, do you, uh, this is like the, the, I used to be a therapist, so I'm going to ask this one of my, <laughs> oh my, my goodness. Well, old therapy questions. Uh, What's so funny is I was spoken, you're going to love this. I was speaking to one of the ladies that I worked with earlier, like, you know, on a project. And I said, I was talking to her and at the end of the conversation, she was like, you know what, Janine, I really think, and I'm thinking she's going to say something so beautiful. And she's like, I really think you need to speak to a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, 
like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then for you to say that now, it's the best joke. <laughs> you, you just did. Yeah, you just spoke I'll right have there. a it tomorrow. <laughs> like, guess what? <laughs> That's amazing. She's going to be like, no, no, I need to be. I need to be more clear next time, more explicit. <laughs> so my question is, my, my therapy question, and you can take this whatever direction you want. It yeah. doesn't have to go deep and vulnerable on a podcast if you don't want, but I'm curious hearing you talk about that response to your younger self. Do you feel like current Janine has gotten that message? Has absorbed oh, that? Like, good don't need question. to do all the things? I, I think she still struggles with it, okay. honestly. I think... Um, yeah, I tweeted something and I'm just going, like, I hate people who do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. So I was like, you know, 10 months in the bookshop through COVID, social unrest, death threats, renovations, rent increases, homeschooling, and heartbreak, I'm still standing. Thank you. And yeah, I think that that is a habit of mine is to feel as though, oh, like this is somebody who, who, who might love me. Well, then let me just like, you know, sacrifice it all yeah. <laughs> like, you know Janine, you know that's not always the the best route yeah no that's fair I think and really like that's why I asked because I think we're all learning those lessons still that we wish our younger selves would have gotten yeah. um like it, we're still everyone's still a work in progress and and sometimes you're going to feel like you mastered it and then the next day be like whoops no just kidding <laughs> yep I'm right back at square one you know yeah I mean, the, woman, the woman I was speaking to earlier was is 70 she's in her 70s and she was like I'm only saying this to you because I see a lot of my habits in you and and I I am still working on them at 70 and I was just like wow okay yeah <laughs> yeah okay. honestly I, I believe that wholeheartedly so kind of sw- switching gears real quick toward for the end of the episode um what's next what besides Mississippi like what oh, or maybe there is no besides <laughs> I have no idea what Mississippi is my friend was like maybe Mississippi you just need a trip or something maybe and that would be great um <laughs> What's next? And so, you know, the before we got on this call, someone emailed me and said, you know, there's all these COVID spikes and, mm. you know, cities are shutting down again. And, you know, what, what do you do if Philly shuts down again? And I'm like, eh. you know, I, I don't know. Right. Like, oh, my gosh. You know, all I, us small business owners are like covering our ears like la, 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 la. Yeah. Like, like no. I don't know. You know, like I have no strategy for that yep. um, at all. <laughs> <laughs> like none, none. Um, move to Mississippi. Move to Mississippi. You know, I don't know. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know, right? Like folks have been approaching me about like there was a group that asked me about considering um working with them on a new space okay. up in like further up in North Philly. That could mm-hmm. be a thing. I don't know. I'm kind of like you know going back and forth about that conversation. Um. I just I pitched my book idea to an agent last this weekend that just passed and they well, bought my that's, book. That's pretty you know? huge. <laughs> right. And so like <laughs> that could be a thing. I don't I, mean, I don't know. Right. Like I, I'm hoping we can like tomorrow we can open. <laughs> you know, like that's yeah. a big thing to me. It's just like, can we open tomorrow? Okay, we can open the bookshop tomorrow. Um, and that'll be awesome. Can I get the children through, you know, this very strange school year? All right, let's do this. <laughs> we could have had a whole episode just about that because I am right, right there like, with my kids. Uh, I mean, and like, you know, yeah, I mean, I've, I have this like woman who I've like tapped into because like, I don't know what I'm doing. I was like, can you help me? And that's again, that, that sisterhood because I was just like, I call my children's preschool teacher 
who I was just talking about earlier and was just like, hey, you know anybody who could help me with this homeschooling thing who would come to my house and like be here with us because I need help. Yeah. I'm really, really bad at this. And she did. Um, oh, that's incredible. So y'all do what you got to do to help these babies because this is not good the way they got it right now. Um, oh yeah so unfair <laughs> you know like so it's like wow um but anyway I know that's a whole nother you know don't get me started on education in Philadelphia yes <laughs> oh, I have said like for the past like two months I am so tired of being in first grade and fifth grade can I like be done with those grades please now at the same time <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah at the same time in and then I have a, and then I have a senior, a high school senior, <laughs> right? And so I'm like, okay, this is this is a lot of different things happening at one, all at once, right? Oh my gosh! Just how you know how am I supposed to give him any instruction on the future? Like, what is the future? Yeah, point? will we have a planet in five years? I don't know. Yeah, yeah I just, I, it's like you know, I mean, can he go off to college next year? I do not know, right? Yeah, I have no clue, and I don't know. I just there's no answers for him, and I, I feel. I feel bad about that. At the same time, it's just like, it's just, I have nothing. <laughs> I just like, oh, you know, I hope you can have all the desires of your heart. Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. So fellow mama, <laughs> I see you, I see you doing all the things and raising your babies. And uh, yeah, I just, sometimes you just need to hear that. I see you doing Thank it. Thank you. Thank you. And, and likewise, right? Like, and yes. likewise. And, and you're an artist and like as artists, that's a whole other you yes. know <laughs> yes there and our brains don't stop that's the thing yeah. is like it's a whole every, other it's a whole other experience for yep. humanity like it's just like I'm I'm experiencing a lot at the same time um, <laughs> yes. yeah. so I don't want to take up more of your time but uh quickly how can people follow you and how can we support Harriet's bookshop better so Harriet's bookshop if you want to follow us on any of the social medias it's just at Harriet's bookshop and you know we have we spell Harriet's with two R's and two T's, which is a different story. Another another podcast episode. Okay. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's Harriet's Bookshop. And make sure you you know you can follow us on any of those places if you want to email me or if you want to just kind of come back past the bookshop and hang out. Yeah, I'm down for any of those those things. Well, and I do want people to know that we always have a free book available. If you don't have a penny in your pocket, if you just want to come to the bookshop, like don't let that be the thing that stops you from coming. Of course you do, because that's like the most generous thing anyone could say. I love that. Like, I didn't even know that. And I'm like, of course, because that's like the icing on the cake. <laughs> I mean, I, used to, I, I, I know the feeling, you know? Mm, yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Like, I feel so unworthy <laughs> you've done oh so many amazing God. things I'm like no. ah, I told you I was gonna fangirl and I'm still like how <laughs> no did way. this conversation no just way. happen <laughs> no all right. right I appreciate it thank you for the, this is how we lift up our voice so I appreciate you allowing us to do that oh I'm so I'm so glad to be able to thank you so much for listening to this episode of midlife plot twists Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and show some extra love by leaving a review. I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me on my website at lucybaberphotography.com or on Instagram at lucybaber. Thank you so much for joining me and I can't wait to chat again soon. Until next time.